Okay, today's shiir is Parsha's bow, Tafshin Ayin Hey. Let's get into the Parshios of Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim, Kriyas Yamsuf, Maimon Harsinai, Binyan Mishkan. Unbelievable stories coming up, as every story should be unbelievable in our eyes. But we start off with Parsha's bow, and we start off with a thought from the Lubavitcher Rebbe in source number one. Not about the name of the Parsha, but about Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim in general. As we know, that's the root of the Parsha. So much of the, the Pesach story comes. Oh, I just wanted to start off. Also off tonight is Rosh Chodesh Shvat. Shvat, uh, a number of sources say, is Sheyishmu uh, Besoros Tovos. That's what Am Yisrael should hear in, uh, in Shvat. We should just hear Besoros Tovos uh, for, all, uh, for all of us. Okay, Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim. Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe. How does Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim relate to us in our daily lives? When the non-Jewish world, and even those of the Jewish world, who have strayed from the Jewish way of life, challenge the observant and practicing Jew, many people come to us and wonder and ask, you who, like us, live in a materialistic world, in the midst of a highly competitive society, facing a desperate struggle for economic survival, there's so much Gashmias that we focus on, there's so much that we're involved in in this world, how could you escape subservience to the idolatry of the land, be it the dollar or the fear to be different or anything. There are so many things that we chase after. How could? How do you do it? How can you adhere to a code of 613 precepts which, quote, burden your life and limit your competitiveness at every side or turn, one-seventh of your life? You can't compete. You can't be out at your job. How is it? How do you do it? And the answer is, as the Babacher Rebbe, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. There are always challenges. And sometimes we fall. And we don't always succeed. And there's always Yitzharas. And there's always other things that are drawing our attention. But Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is the key to our survival and our recognizing and remembering what that symbolizes. One of the fundamental features of the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim message is the unlimited bitachon, the absolute reliance on divine providence, which found such poignant expression in the historic event of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. We have to remember, as the Navi Yirmiyo describes in the beginning of the second parak of Sefer Yirmiyahu, what we did, it didn't make sense. It wasn't thought out. We didn't make a cheshven before we left. That, okay, we got everything prepared, we're ready, let's go. No, we had nothing. No food, no water, nothing. All we had was our faith in God. And that's what made us free. That connection. We weren't connected to anything else in the world. We didn't, we didn't have anything. We had one thing, and that is our faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what we had then. And that is what, uh, what, we have, what we have now. Line 15, a whole people, men, women, and children, several, mi- several million in number, eagerly leave a well-settled and prosperous country with all of its flesh pots and material blessings. Yes, they were subjugated, and yes, they were, they were uh, <coughs> killed. But still, where do they go? They go on a long and perilous journey without provision, but without reliance on the word of God. How are we free how are we not drawn to, in the words of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the idolatry of the land? How do we separate ourselves and disentangle ourselves from everything else that the whole world is running after? Be it kina or taiva or kavod. Fill in the blank. How do we separate? By connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That is Yitzias Mitzrayim. Mates Mitzrayim doesn't quote it here, but Mitzrayim is also, as the Svarim say, Mitzrayim, borders. We leave our borders. We leave our logical area. We leave what, what everybody else is doing. And we say, this is what I need to do. That's how it was. That's how it is. And that's how it will be. As the Mishnah says in Pirkei Avos, Ein lecha ben chorin, We all serve something. If it's not Hashem, it's Avodah Zarah. And that's the greatest freedom that we can achieve. So that's something that we have to remember. This also connects, again, not for this year, it also connects to the Ramban we probably mentioned six or seven years ago at the end of the Parsha, one of the most well-known comments of the, in all the Ramban's commentary, Allah Torah, where the Ramban discusses why there are so many mitzvos 
that are zecher liyitzias mitzrayim, much more than any other event. How many mitzvahs are there to remember? Maimon or Sinai, maybe one. Birchas HaTorah, maybe that's a mitzvah. How many mitzvahs are there to remember the Aniyah Kavid? One. How many mitzvahs are there to remember the walls of Yericho falling down? None. How many mitzvahs, how many mitzvahs are there to remember Yitzhiya Mitzrayim? About twelve. Not even close. Tefillin, Pidyon Aben, Petr Chamor, you know, Shabbos, everything. Zechel Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, Oli Chagim, Matzah everything. Why? So the Ramban gives his answer, but that's also the message here. Because that's the message that we have to constantly review in order to live our lives properly. In order to realize that we are Avdei Hashem. That's the only thing that we're Avadim to. And we can't be Avadim to any other, any other material or any other value in this world. Okay, <laughs> that gets us started. And now let's get into uh, some of the uh, rest of the Parsha. Let's talk about carbon Pesach. Perak Yud in the Parsha, we have, beginning of the Parsha, we have the last three Makos, and then we have the Tzivui, the first national Tzivui that we have to set up a calendar. And then we have the details of carbon Pesach. Carbon Pesach is a prototypical carbon. The Rambam and Sefer Karbanos as he splits up the halachos, the first set of halachos in Hilchos Karbanos is not general. Maisa Karbanos, Psule Mukdashin, uh, Tamura Me'ila, which he has in Avodah. What's the first one? The first carbon he talks about. First one is, well, that was all what I just mentioned in Maisa Karbanos. But in Karbanos, he talks about this Chagiga and this, and there's uh, Tamura, there's others. First one is Karan Pesach, because that's the defining carbon. So let's analyze it. Whatever its messages. Again, in a lot of details, we'll focus on a few. The first question, why are there so many details? Probably more than any other carbon in the, in the halachic world is carbon Pesach. Let's look at some of the details. Says the Torah in Pasach Gimel, Parakut Beis, V'yichulohem ish selabayis. Take a set for each household. And you could gather together a couple of families. Take some of the dam. How do we eat it? It's got to be roasted whole. Got to be roasted whole. Unlike other karbanos. Number two, as we mentioned. Bechabura. We have to be designated. We can't decide, Erev Pesach afternoon, you know what, let's get together and, and eat the carbon Pesach. We have to make our pace, not only our Pesach plans, but our carbon Pesach plans even more important. Right? Our, <coughs> our Pesach plans, right, we say, Kol Dichvin, But if you want to eat the carbon Pesach, you can't just walk in. Carbon Pesach has to be designated. We have to be in a group. One whole group. <coughs> Why is that so important? A whole group, a whole animal, both holes, and the only carbon that we have to eat it with something else. Al matzosum rorim yochluhu. Only carbon. Other carbonos, there are different ways to eat it, places how to eat it, who can eat it, where you can eat it. You have to eat it with something. You might have to eat it in certain ways. But only carbon Pesach, al matzos umrorim yochluhu, says Pasaches. What's the message? Says the Maharal. Source number two. This is a summary of Gvuras Hashem. Again, from the someone who put together the Maharal, Pirushim, uh, in the order of the Torah. He throws in one other question. And that is, there are so many Makos. So many Makos. Each one served the purpose. Is there an overarching message of all the Makos? All of them are, you know, the Midrashim talk about each are Mita connected Mida in some way. But is there an overarching principle that the Makos are there to teach us? Says the Maharal, line number seven. In the process of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, which starts, where did the process of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim start? 
starts in Parsha Shmos. It starts in Midian by the Sneh. That's where Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim starts. You might even think Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim starts when they first went to Mitzrayim. Okay, that's true. But at least the actual Yitzhiyah starts at the appointment of Moshe Rabbeinu and Shmos. And the whole process continues with the warnings, with the Makos, with the actual Yitzhiyah, and it's not finished yet. Right? A week later, Kriyas Yamsev, next week's parasha, is also part of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. That's what we say it every morning. Because it's also part of our mitzvah of Zechel Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. Says the Maharal, there's a message being built by HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the process for us and for the world. Discussed this already last week a little bit with the split of the Makos. What was the purpose of all the Makos? HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mareh Ez Markive Habriah Says the Maharal, take a step back and look at all of the process and all the Makos. They're each teaching that Hashem is in control of another area of the world, of nature, another kingdom, that He is the King, capital K. That's the Makos. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, I'm in charge of the water supply on earth. Dam. That's the first message. Maybe the most important message for the Egyptians in that that's what they worshipped. The water, the Nile. Shehini HaKadosh Baruch Hu Sholeit B'mayim Water supply. Not next. And HaShamayim Maptirim Barad SheBesocho Eish SheBetzivuyo HaMayim Eish Osim Shalom V'Daram B'Kvifa Achas I'm in charge of natural occurrences like fire and water. Not only water, but fire and water. That's later on. That's Barad. I can put them together if I want. I'm in charge of the animal kingdom. Svardeya, Arov, right? The, the Maka, the animal died, Dever. I'm in charge of the animal kingdom, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm in charge of physical maladies, boils, right? I'm in charge of the smallest of creations, Kinim, Arbe. I'm in charge of nature, darkness, light. All the makas can be categorized into HaKadosh Baruch Hu proving that he's in charge. Proving, as the psukim say, ki ein kamoni b'chal aretz, ki l'ashem aretz, the different psukim. V'chein hawa, b'chal maka umaka, mara HaKadosh Baruch Hu l'shoh l'doros, shehu v'raku, ha-balabayis ha-yochid al-kolabriya. He's the balabayis, ha-morkeves v'ha-anakit, she-prusa le-eneinu. Kodesh Baruch Hu is the Baal Abayis. Avram Avinu knew this, but we forgot it. Remember the Rambam we discussed back in Parshas Lech Lecha and a number of times before that, the story that, Kodesh, that the Rambam describes going back, the beginning of Hilchus of Zara, going from Avram Avinu's discovery of Hashem and he spreads it to Yitzchak and to Yaakov and to the Shvatim and then it takes a downturn and goes all the way down, down, down until we almost another second in Mitzrayim, we would have been lost and we wouldn't have been able to be identified as Zera Avraham anymore. So now, Kaddish Baruch Hu, Kaviyochel has to start again. Avraham Avinu got it. He recognized the Baal Habira. But now Hashem has to say, nobody in this world gets it. And therefore, I have to prove it. Both to the Egyptians, and of course to the Amhanifchar, who we see about to choose. B'matzav ein osam, Nobody can claim against after all these proofs. Right, and this is the ultimate proof. The Am Yisrael skipping down to twenty-two. And therefore, throughout. Throughout history and through the mitzvahs that we do specifically related to Pesach, we have to remind the world and remind ourselves of this message. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge and He chose us. And that's why, says the Maharal, on the top of the next page, there is oneness, there is unity in all the details of Karma Pesach. We eat in unified groups can't have all the Jewish people eating from one Pesach, but whatever group we're in, that's it. That's one. Achtus. One people under one God, eating one animal. And it's whole. Because it's all about one. It's all about remembering Hashem Echad, 
This was the birth. This was our birth. That's what Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim brought to the world. This message, this belief. There's never been... Think about... We think about history. All the Nisim that took place. Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim was the beginning. There were Nisim for individuals before. You want to say Yosef had an ace that he wasn't... He didn't die in the, in the, in the bar. Okay. There are private little Nisim. But the Noach, obviously, but the nation, for the nation that was visible to all, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. That's when it started, obviously culminating with Kriyas Yamsuf. That's the message. And that's why it's all whole. They want to understand everything. We have to do our actions and do what we can to prove it. And now the Maral says, let's get back to the last question that we asked. We've explained why all the process of the Makos. We've explained why whole and groups. What about Matsu Maror? We take that whole carbon, which reminds us of one, which reminds us of a horror, which reminds us of Hashem Echad, and says the Maral, we take the Matzah and the Maror and we connect it. Matzah and Maror, says the Maharal, even though one can give other pshatim, but the simplest interpretation is the matzah is zecher to the geula and the mara is zecher to the shibud. Matzah, we didn't have time to bake our bread. We put it on our back and we went out quickly. Matzah zu shanu ochlim. Mara zu because of the shibud. We take both the great times and the worst of times. We take the going into Mitzrayim, and we take the going out of Mitzrayim. We take the matzah, and we take the maror, and we put them both onto the current Pesach, as if to say, Hashem Echad, that message that we give by all the ones in the process of Avodah, that source, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is responsible for everything that happens to us. Me'idach, line 12. Line 12. Anu ochlim im oso karban es hamatzah v'hamoror sheim hinam shnei smalim asosrim zedzeh. They're opposite symbols. Hamoror misamel as hashibud haadam sheochel as hamoror. When we eat the maror, who margish es hacharifus o hamarirus befiv hamoror masher chotem tzorei befiv. It burns us. We remember shahamitzria makes yehudi hishir chosem tzorei begufo. We realize the message of the Maror. Ve'ilu matzah. Hitzfeilein b'ashum tavlin. Matzah is nothing. Matzah is not that. Matzah doesn't leave as much of a roshim. Matzah is cheirus. Lo mashir shum roshim b'fekamo adam shachavshi legamre. Freed. And we put the matzah and the Maror together. The opposite symbols because we know it's all one source. And that's the message, therefore, of all the makos. That's the message of some of the details of Karban Pesach. And that is what we do on the anniversary every year of our national birth, on the night of the 15th of Nisan, when we partake of that, of that carp. Okay, moving right along. Okay, we're up to something that we should have done earlier. At least I didn't see it in, uh, in my notes over the past number of years. It's one of the major sources in Parsha's bow, and that is the Sefer HaChinuch. The Sefer HaChinuch has the same idea in 35 different mitzvot throughout his Sefer, but the first time, and the major time that he writes it, is on a detail of Karben Pesach. We have the Pasuk in Perak Yud Beis now towards the end of the Perak, towards the end of the details, says the Torah, uh, We didn't quote that one. One house. You can't leave your house in the middle of eating. You have to stay in. That's why some explain, the Ber Yosef explains why there's a minhag to open the door at the end of the Seder, right after, why do we open the door? Okay, Elio Navi. But he says, maybe there's a halachic reason. Because we remember that in the days of old, when we were in Yerushalayim, we weren't allowed to leave our houses till after the current Pesach, till after Afikomen. But by Zechad Yeachel. So when we're finished, we open the doors. The Gemara describes, they used to go up to the roofs. And they used to see everybody else in, in, uh, in Yerushalayim. Everybody's on the roofs, everybody's singing. But by Zechad Yeachel. But the current Pesach, one house. Lo sotzi min abayis min can't take it out of your house. Ve'etzem losish bruvo. And don't break the bones. You're not allowed to bake the bone of a Karim Pesach. Does this apply to other karbanos? Maybe, but it's said by Karim Pesach. What's the message? 
Why can't I break the bones of the current Pesach? Rashi says, those who are Roy Lachila, the edible ones, why can't I break the bones? So two ideas. One, the first is the Sefer HaChinuch in source number four, which is really his major thesis in his Sefer HaMitzvos. No, the Sefer HaChinuch is the most popular Sefer HaMitzvos out of all ten Rishonim that wrote their own lists of the 613. The most popular one is the Sefer HaChinuch for various reasons. Number one, he has a beautiful language. Number two, it's written al Seder HaParshios. And number three, he has Hashkafa behind the mitzvah as well. Not just the halacha, like the Rambam, like the Smog, like the Smog, like the Uram, like all the other ones, just have the mitzvah. But the Chinuch gives hashkaf. Says the Chinuch on the mitzvah of the Isser, the Alos say of breaking the bones. Mishar Sheha Mitzvah. Lizkar Nisei Mitzrayim, Kamosha Kasavnu Bacheros. To remember, you see it's Mitzrayim. This fits with the other ten mitzvahs that are related to Mitzrayim. But then there is something else here that I need to Express to you, my son. Sefer Chinuch wrote this Sefer for his son to learn with his friends on Friday nights. That's why he wrote the Sefer. He writes in the Hakdama. So we are all Jewish history since the Sefer Chinuch. For the past hundreds of years, 1500 years, we have been Zochet to the Sefer that he wrote for his kids. Says, Continues the Chinuch. And this is also the message of follows. It is not covered for a noble nation, which we are. Who breaks the bones when they eat? Eaters who are out of control. Eaters who don't have derech eretz. Eaters who are gluttons, who are ravenous. Like a dog. For a person to eat that way. Inappropriate. Like the starving ones. But an Am HaNivchar, an uplifted nation, inappropriate. Al-Kain and therefore, At the beginning of our servitude to Hashem, which would last until the end of time. At that moment, it's appropriate for us to do actions. To reflect the mila that we achieved at that at that moment. And through that action, it will become internalized. In our hearts. And now he generalizes it. Here's the message. Don't say, my son, don't ask me. What do we need all these actions for? There are so many mitzvahs. There are so many mitzvahs that are regarding current Pesach. You don't have any other carbon that has a whole parak about it. Just tell us to eat one carbon. So many details, including this one. Breaking the bones. Da kilomechachma tispeseni alzeh. That's not a wise question. Because let me explain. Umachsheves hanoar yashiachaladabarkein. That's a question of youth. But as you go through life, you realize the following. Listen to me, my son. Let me explain to you. And as I mentioned, the Chinuch says this over and over and over again. The same idea. Here's the key line, the famous line. We are influenced by what we do. Our hearts are pulled, as he writes elsewhere, we are pulled by what we do. What we're involved in all day influences the people that we are and that we become. If there is a Russia Gomer, he's wicked, he hates everybody, he doesn't do anything good. Let's say that person who's very wicked, who's a big Russia, spends his entire day in the children's hospital. And then he goes to the soup kitchen. And then he goes to, you know, some other, some other place. He spends his whole day involved in mitzvos. 
Even now, L'shem Shamayim, he's doing it to L'shema, whatever. He's doing it to get covered. Miyad yinatel atov, it would immediately affect him. And through the Shalolishma, he will come, it will affect him. And through his actions, he will kill those negative tendencies. Says the Chinuch, that is why, over and over again, and many times it seems like it's, it's repetitive. There are actions that we're demanded to do to help remind us of things because we're affected by the mitzvahs. The more we do something, the point of the mitzvah, says the Chinuch, is to, we're not in the mood, let's do it. It'll get us in the mood. It'll give us the message. Our actions affect us. The Afilu and the opposite works too. Rachman al-Islan. Afilu adam tzadik gomor. Uluvavu yashar v'tamim. person could be a great tzadik, righteous individual. Torah mitzvos. If he spends his day cheating people, if he spends his day involved in crooked affairs, negative actions, it's going to affect the person. It affects whatever we're involved in. It affects us. It affects us. Alkane. Before we do the Alkane on line 31. We mentioned this in a different context in the past as well. The Nitziv and others point out, right in the middle, if you look in the end of Shoftim, beginning of Kiseitse, right in the middle of the laws of war, in the laws of Milchama, Yifas Toar, the, the Meshuach Milchama, all those halachas about Milchama. The second half of Shoftim, the beginning of Kiseitse, stuck in the middle is the halacha of Egla Rufa. Egla Rufa, an anonymous corpse found between two cities and we don't know what happened to it and there's a kingdom have to come and, and take care of the of the burial. Ask the Nitziv, ask all of them first, what's that doing there? And what's the answer? The answer is because when somebody's involved in Melchama, it's very easy to lose the sensitivity to every life, to lose the sensitivity to, of, of, of each, each fellow Jew. So Dafka in the middle of the, the laws of Melchama, Egla Rufa. The greatest, the Kanim of the generation have to come and take part of the process and measure because what we do affects us. The Mepharshim also connects us to Pinchas. After Pinchas does, does what he does, what does Hashem give him? A bris shalom. Why a bris shalom? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I know your act of kanos, your act of, of extremism, so to speak, which was appropriate extremism, because HaKadosh stood up for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but it might affect you, and I don't want it to affect you. So I'm going to give you a bris shalom to counter it. It's all the same idea. Says the Sefer HaChinuch, on line 31, Hashem, as the Mishnah tells us, wants to give us more zechuyos, more merits. He gave us so many. Why? Not just to give us more schar, but in order to help us to to mold us, to channel all of our energies in the proper path. So it's all good. So my son, yes, there are many details to carbon Pesach, as there are many details to many mitzvos, but it's all for our benefit. And it's all to help shape us and make us into those Ovdei Hashem that a Kaddish Baruch who knows we have the potential to be. Breaking the bones? I was, it, it makes us people with Derech Eretz. It helps us realize that this is how. There's so, every detail of halacha. Every detail. It's a beautiful thought that said, I think we mentioned this in the past, by Rav Chaim Shmulevitz. He says that by a ger, when we talk to a ger, the language of the Gemara is, we tell a ger, a potential convert, mixus mixus kalos and mixus mixus chamuro. Some of the stringent laws and some of the less stringent, the kalos, the light laws. Why do we tell them some of the light laws? Just tell them some of the serious laws. See if they're interested. What do you mean the light laws? So says of Chaim we are the only religion that has mitzvahs kalos. We're the only religion that has, that gives significance 
to how we put on our shoes and how we deal with each other and how we get up in the morning and how we get dressed and, and how every little detail of our life is governed. That's the godless. That's the inspiration. It's not just like there's religion, some, there's religion everywhere. There's connecting to God everywhere. That's the mitzvah's cause. That's what we're telling again. You're ready to get into the religion that every motion that you make could be part of the service of God. That's what we tell it to a ger. But that's exactly the chinuch. There is so much because we're influenced. When we tie our left shoe first, we'll remember, wow, because left, we tie tefillin on the left arm. Everything reminds us if we just realize the significance. That's acharei peulos nimshachos halavavos. One idea related to shviras etzah. And then there's a second idea, keeping on the same pasuk, and that's a chasam sofer. It's quoted here in the Kamotzi Shalorav in source number five from his drushes. Question one, like we asked before, and that is why dafka is this said by Karim Pesach? And number two, to Gemara, the Gemara says that the iser of breaking the bones only applies by a b'kasher v'lo b'pasel, only by a pesach kasher. Not by a kosher pesach. Possible without getting into the details now. Ask the Chazam Sofer. So why this detail and why Dafka Karben Pesach? So he writes Alderach Drush. Alderach Drush. He says if you look through Sefer Tehillim, David HaMelech, as we know, speaks about every single emotion that a person could have. Sometimes when he davins, he refers to himself as bones. Bones. Line 5. All of my bones say to you, You save the poor from the one who's stronger. Or, you say it also, Hashem, you guard my bones, not one of them gets broken. My bones. And yet we have other psukim, Hashkacha, right? We're going to say this tomorrow morning, Bez Hashem. In Barchi Nafshi. Barchi Nafshi. Es Hashem. He focuses on the Nefesh. Focuses on the soul. V'chol Kravai Hashem Kacho. Why sometimes is the focus on the bones and sometimes the focus on the Nefesh? Says the Chassam Sofer. What connects the bones, Psukim? They're talking about when Dove is in trouble. They're talking about when Dove is in Gullus. When David could be broken. When David, symbolizing every Jew, is in a low state. He quotes Rabbeinu Bachai. In the beginning of every single parsha, Rabbeinu Bachai quotes a pasuk from Mishle, talks about it, and relates it to the first pasuk of that parsha. Unbelievable. Every we don't do enough Rabbeinu Bachai. Beth Hashem, hopefully, we'll try to make that up. But here, at least we quote. Rabbi Bachai, beginning of Yishlach, he quotes it here. Ma'ayan near Pash Makar Mashchas, Tzadik Mat Lufnei Rasha. It says that Tzadik is shaken in front of a Rasha. Rabbi Bachai quotes that Pasik. Explains that Pasik. Masha Tzadik Mat Lufnei HaRasha, Hu Domel LaMa'ayan near Pashu Makar Mashchas. Kavana Solomar, A Ma'ayan Mashchas, that means a dirty well. Why is that? The, uh, a mushal for a tzaddik in front of a rasha. Kemoshe ma'ayan hazeh. Shena'asar achor batit. A ma'ayan. Which has an underground spring. Let's say some dirt goes into the ma'ayan. Ubishar dvar muravimbo. Some leaves go in. After a while, the ma'ayan cleanses itself. And after a while, the ma'ayan will be clear again. Ubechalzo sofo shemeimav yachzu liyoslulim. A dirty mayan is like the tzaddik in front of a rasha. What does that mean? Even if a tzaddik is pushed down and is subjugated, there's going to come a time when the tzaddik is going to float to the top. There's going to come a time when the tzaddik is going to overpower. It might not be in this world. It might not be something that we could understand. But there will be a time that the tzaddik will be that, that, like that cleansed mayan. Line 17, V'yachain, Mikol Elu Lamanu, Sha'atzadikim, Enam Uftachim, Ba'olam Hazeh. This world, the Olam HaSheker, the Olam HaDimyon, whatever we want to call it, right, the fourth world, the imaginary world, sometimes things aren't seen clearly here. 
but it's clear. Says the Chacha Mikal Adam. Says Shlomo Hamelech. Shatzadik lo yamut lamata. Ashlo litielo tekuma bifnei Rasha. The tzadik won't be totally broken. Ki af imlo yisharu mimenu eloha atzamos. Even if the only thing that's left are his bones, Kadosh Baruch Hu is going to make those bones come alive again. Kadosh Baruch Hu is going to bring those bones back up. So David Hamelech, when he talks about What's that pasuk talking about? Matzil ani mechazik mimenu. It's talking about an ani being saved. The next pasuk, It's talking about where he's, he's in danger. Kodesh Baruch Hu protects. Bones is a lashon used when a Jew's in trouble. But when he's when David Amalekh is on top of the world, It's the nefesh. Kodesh Baruch Hu heals the bones. And then brings it back into a nefesh. Says that's all the Rabbeinu Bachai and the, a little bit of the Chassam Sofer, but now he brings it home. Line 27. We're the lowliest of the low. We were physically subjugated. We were spiritually subjugated. And yet, that last, last level, HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't let us, didn't let us fall into. And we were down to bones. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu saved us. Kerben Pesach, don't break the bones. V'etzam losish bruvo. Specifically this carbon. Because this is the carbon that reminds us of our birth. And this is the carbon that reminds us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us. It might only be, he ends off, because we had that bitachon. Ultimately, when we heard Pakol Bakadati from Moshe Rabbeinu, we knew that it was happening. But we don't break the bones. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't let our bones be broken either. Okay. That's just one detail of Esam Lusishbruvo. Just a tipper of the iceberg. We realize every tiny little detail of every halacha in the Torah we could uh, talk about in depth. But let's move on. Let's move on to something that is pretty uncharacteristic. Not of me, but of the Meshachachma. The Pazik tells us, Perak Yud Gimel now. Perak Yud Gimel, now we have, for the rest of this year, we'll be talking about the last section. Last section, we usually don't get to the last part of the Parsha, so... This time we'll try to uh, focus on it. We know the last section of the Parsha are two of the times that the Torah talks about Tfilin. Tfilin, Kaddishli, two of the Parshas that are in our Tfilin. But there's a lot of mitzvahs in those last two sections. So what does the Pasuk say? Shivas Yamim, Tocha Matzos. Matzos Yechali Shivas Yamim. Lo Yera, Bal Yera, Bal Yimatze. Vigadatola Vincha, Vayamahulemar. You shall tell your children on that day. We're going to focus on this Pasuk. Vigadatola Vincha, Vayamahulemar. Because of this, Hashem did this for me. So the Pasuk is, tell your children on that day saying, because of this, Hashem did it. What's Bavurzeh? What's Bavurzeh? We say it in the Haggadah. Rashi quotes it a little bit differently. Pesach Matsu Mar Halalu. He includes Pesach. Now, God, we don't say Pesach, because obviously we don't have Pesach. Says the Meshachachma, let me give you a mushal for what I think this Pasuk is meaning. The Alderach Tzachus, line 6. Source number 6. The Eshlafarish. Again, he says Alderach Tzachus, but he means a little bit of, not tongue-in-cheek, but just a mushal, a little machshava idea. Somewhat unusual for the Meshachachma, this type of thought. But it's a mushal. Someone marries off his daughter, his daughter who he loves. He gives her a big dowry, gives her everything she needs. Unbelievable. And his wife, right, is, everybody's happy, wonderful, everything's amazing. Says the father-in-law, I see they're all happy now, and I see the relationship is great, and they're all lovey-dovey. But you know when I want to know if this son-in-law is really committed? 
when I stop giving the presents and when he has to start supporting my daughter and when things get a little rough around the edges and they got to work a little bit and not everything is given to them on a silver platter. Now, of course, everybody's going to love each other and, and be nice and wonderful. What it says in the Ksuba, when he starts fulfilling what he has to fulfill, if then he's still committed and strong in his relationship, I'll realize that everything I did now is worth it and worthwhile. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right now I'm giving you everything. Right now, I give you the Makas, I give you Kiris Yamsuf, I'm giving you the Mon, the Be'er, the Ananiya Kavid, everything. Ki Avki Nitzavu Yisrael Tekeb HaPesach Umatzah, Ein Ze Iker HaTachlis, Asher Yishbu HaMitzvot Hashem Yisbarach. The Iker of the Mitzvot is not, Ba'od Hema Nesuim HaKanfei Nisharim, we are being carried on wings of eagles. Umisovavim Ba'amudanan. And we're surrounded by a cloud. That's not the goal of Avodah Hashem. When Hashem is giving us everything. But when we come into Eretz Yisrael, and and we have the Chagim that are based on agriculture, then I'll see. I'll see if it was all worth it, so to speak. Vizeh. And that's what this Pasik is alluding to. Bavurzeh. What's Bavurzeh? Shata Amel Vizorea Vikotzer Vishomer Mitzvot Hashem. Asa Hashem Li Bitesim Mitzrayim. In the future. You'll tell your kids in the future. Because of this. Because that we're fulfilling mitzvahs today. And we're still keeping the mitzvahs today. That's why Asa Hashem Li Bitesim Mitzrayim. That's why Hashem did it when I was, we did everything for us in Egypt. Tell our children, that's, that's the shot of the Pasik, says the Mahar, says the Meshachachma. When we do the mitzvahs in the future, then Hashem, Hashem's actions in the past will be, will be validated, so to speak. will be smitten because of our our, our commitment to Hashem. Asher ve'esa golas, esa miyuku, I'm sorry, ve'elafnei Pesach, rak matzah umarar. That's what we say in Agada. Ba'avurzeh, lo amarti al b'shosh yish matzah umarar munach lafanecha. At a time when you don't have the Kerben Pesach, at a time when you're in golas, and we're still in golas no matter where we are in the world, even if we're in Yerushalayim on Lela Seder today, we don't have a Kerben Pesach. Ba'avurzeh, because that we're still doing the mitzvos. In the today's day and age in Galus, that validates what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for us. That's the Derech Tzachus, says the Meshachachma. Maybe we'll try to remember this to say again in the uh, Haggadah year in a couple of months. Okay. Moving right along now to the next section of the Parsha. Yud Gimel, Yud Gimel. Yud Gimel, Yud Gimel. The Pasuk right before Maftir. We have the Halacha of Peter Chamor. Peter Chamor, the firstborn donkey. Firstborn donkey. What's the halacha? We'll get back to the Pasuk Yud Beis uh, Hashem in a minute. Let's uh, do Pasuk Yud Gimel. Yud Gimel, Yud Gimel. If a Jew owns a donkey, and the donkey, Mazel Tov, has a firstborn, so you have to redeem the donkey with a sheep. Mitzvah Daraisa, that applies Bizman we just don't hear of it because not too many Jews own donkeys. But Halakha the Jew owns a donkey today. And you can Google it and see Petach Hamar ceremonies on YouTube or whatever it is. Right? But it's a bracha you make. I'll pitch on Petach Hamar. Right? So the Halakha is if I have a donkey, I switch it. It doesn't have Kedusha. It has a status. So I switch it onto the, I switch the status onto the sheep. I give the sheep to the, to the uh, Kohen and I get to eat the, I get to keep, not eat, keep the, uh, keep the Petach Hamar. Fine. And if I don't, and if I don't want to do that, if I don't want to do this pidyon, so then as we know the halacha is vimlosif deva arafto, we have to break the back of the neck of the donkey. The donkey is also bahana. What's the message? What's the message of Petr Hamor? We're not going to get into now what exactly is the reason why only Hamorim, we did that last year or two years ago, a couple of shot and we gave why dafka the donkey. 
But this year we'll do the Aznayim Torah of Saratskin. Lama Dafka, he talks about donkey also, but he says, what, what's this, this double mitzvah? Redeem it or break its neck? What's the, uh, what's the double? What's the double message that we're supposed to get? Line number six. V'yesh lomar, shebeis ta'amim l'kdushas b'chor. Regarding all mitzvahs that have to do with firstborns, it's obviously related to makas b'choros. Everything having to do with firstborns relates to makas b'choros. But there's really two sides of that remembrance. There are two sides of what we have to uh, inculcate about remembering that. Number one, Number one, that Hashem smote the firstborn Egyptians. That's number one, unbelievable nace. Number two, Shehitzil Hashem es Bechari Yisrael, that he saved the Jewish firstborns. Velo Mefi, Bechari Yisrael, Af Becharecha, not one died. Lo Bechar Adam, Velo Bechar Behema, not one. So there's a double element here, that all the Mitzrayim firstborns died, and all the Jewish firstborns lived. Says the Zayin Latar, beautiful! That's the double mitzvah here. V'hinei L'zecher atzalas Bechari Yisrael, L'zecher to the salvation of the firstborn, Bechari Yisrael, Tziv Hashem Liftos Bechari Yisrael, Behei Slaim, that's Pidyon HaBen, Velasi Sosam Lakonim, Ubechar Behei Betorah, and also the firstborn kosher animal, L'sitol HaKoheinu L'akrivo Shlamim. Fine. To remember the salvation, we have Pidyon HaBen and we have Bechar Behei Metahorah, which we'll talk about again, again soon. Baru Monogea L'zachira Hashnia. But regarding, what about the second? How do you remember, where's the Mitzvah to remember what Hashem did for Makas Bechoros? That's this one. Makas Bechoros Mitzrayim, Sivas HaMoshonu Hansicha, to eternalize it by Petr Chamor. Am Adomel Chamor, which the Gemara says, but symbolizing Hashem smiting the firstborn Mitzrayim, we have a Mitzvah to smite the donkey. But Hashem has Rachmanus on his creatures. And he says, even though that's the message, but you'll remember that by not doing it also. And I'll give you an out, which is even a lechatchila out, of redeeming it with a seh. And he said, you can redeem it. If not, then you do arifa. Again, he's not saying that arifa is lechatchila. Arifa is the message that we have to remember. But then we also have Rachmanes Hashem on us and on the animals as well. So, double mitzvah, many mitzvahs, relating to the two elements of Petach Hamor. And then we have, we might have mentioned this, in, we definitely mentioned this in other context, but it's such a Yisodas Diktaz that we have to mention it again. Source number seven, the Taz, one of the great Nosei Kalem on Shulchan Aruch, discusses, we know that there are three mitzvos related to firstborns. Pedion Aben, redeeming the firstborn son. Pachor Behema Tahora, the firstborn sheep or goat. Firstborn sheep, let's say, I have to give to the Kohen. And Petachamor, firstborn animal, I have to donkey, I have to, I have to switch with the sheep. Ask the Taz, simple question, it's the precious question. Two out of three of these have brachos. And not the third one. We mentioned this a number of years ago, but it's Yisodistik, so... We'll mention it again. We might have mentioned it in Parshas Korach, where Pidyon Ben comes up. Says the Taz, quoting the Prisha, Prisha Hiksha, we have a bracha on Petachamor. We have a bracha on Pidyon Ben. We don't have a bracha on Bechor, Behema, Tahora. Why not? Two out of three. So the Prisha, he quotes, answers, you only make a bracha when you have something left in your Rishus. Line five. You give something else. Right, so by a pigeon of Ben, I have my son. By Petach Hamar, I have the donkey. By Bechar Behemotara, I have nothing. I give the animal to the Kohen. It's a carbon. So I have nothing. So there's no bracha on that. Okay, that's the Prisha. Ask the Taz. I don't understand that. Since when is there a requirement to have something left? But by all mitzvahs, you have something left? You give Truma. Right? That's a mitzvah. Right? You have anything left? Give a, give a carbon. Right? What do you mean there's something left? What does that mean? Veza maspikli. Demikom makom first wide line. Lama lo yevarech al mitzvah. Demali bakash lo nushar biyado. Mikom makom kiye mitzvah Hashem isparach. So says the Taz, no, it's deeper. Venerali. Says the Taz, you know when you make a birchas ha-mitzvah? When you're doing something. 
when you're actively doing something. By Pedion Aben, I'm doing something. I'm giving the Kohen five slime. By Petach Hamar, I'm switching it with a sheep. By Bachar Behemoth Tahora, I'm doing nothing. When it's born, it's already a carbon. It's never, never mine. By Truma, I'm doing something. I'm deciding what, what part of my field I'm going to give to the Kohen. By Bachar Behemoth Tahora, I'm doing nothing. It's automatic. So there's no bracha. When it's born, it belongs to the Kohen already. It belongs to Hashem. And therefore, says the Taz, no bracha. Brachas are only when we do something, when we accomplish something, when we actively are involved in something. You might ask, what about Kiddush? Right? Shabbos is kviyah v'kaima. We don't do anything. So that might not be a berchaz. It's a berchaz mitzvah, but it's also kind of a shevach berchaz mitzvah. It's a different type of berchaz mitzvah, which we're not going to get into now. Two ideas related to Petach Hamor. Okay, two more thoughts for the evening. Both related to tefillin. The mitzvah of tefillin is something that we do every weekday of our life. First is more of a halachic hashkafik, and then something really purely hashkafik. Shulchan Aruch tells us, as we know, there is a major machlokas between Ashkenazim and Svardim, how many brachos we make on our tefillin. How many brachos? Ashkenazim in general make two brachos, while Svardim following the Rambam make one. Says the Shulchan Aruch in Simen Chavhei, source number eight, the last line of the Shulchan Aruch, line five, V'yaniach shal yad chila v'yivarech lahaniach tefillin v'yakach yaniach shal rosh v'lo yivarech yim brach achaz ashtayim one bracha on the shel yad. The Ramah quoting Baliatosvos, for Yeshomir Lavarach al Sharosh al Mitzvah Svilin, Ashkenazim make two brachas. Lahaniyat Tvilin and al Mitzvah Svilin. Afilo lo hipsek main time, even if they didn't talk. There's no issue of hefsek here. Ashkenazim say a second bracha. Vachain Pashad Aminah, that's what we do in B'nai Ashkenaz. And then the Ramah adds an amazing line. Vitov lo martamid, achara bracha shnia, baruch. Shame, kavod, machuso, liolam va'ed. After we say the second bracha, we say barach shame. The Mishnah screams and says, make sure you don't say barach shame the second after the bracha. Make the bracha, put it in the right spot, and then after that, you say barach shame. And the Mishnah says, many people make a mistake in this. I gave it to you in source number nine. He says, v'ha'olam nechshalim baseh. But the question is, why are we saying a Barak Shem Kavod? When do we normally say a Barak Shem Kavod? Barak Shem is usually associated with a bracha that we said by accident. Right? If we made a, the wrong bracha on a food, and like we, did, we got flustered and we, couldn't, we didn't correct ourselves, or we made the wrong bracha on something, we say, oh, Barak Shem Kavod. It's usually associated with the wrong bracha. So the Mepharshim explained, the Mishnah Brewer, other... Well, the, uh, the early acronym explain, why do we say Baruch Shem? Because Ashkenazim, in this regard, we have covered for the Rambam. We have covered for the Rambam. What do you mean? Really? Ashkenazim, Paskin? Well, we make two brachas on tefillin. Like Bali Atosvis. But we know the Rambam says only one bracha. Only one bracha. So, you know, we have covered for the Rambam. So we say a Baruch Shem, so it's as if, it's as if our second bracha is not really a bracha. Even though Maker Adin, it really is a bracha, and that's why you should wait to say it until you've done the mitzvah. Very unusual. Could be the only time in all of halacha that we make a bracha with a barach shame on purpose. But that's what we do. Not for now. Good question to research. Why dafka here do we do that? Why dafka tefillin? There might be, there probably are other cases where, you know, some say make a bracha, some say don't make a bracha. So we'll be, make the bracha and say a barach shame. Out covered. Sorry? Maket. Maket. Many, many mitzvahs. So why here? Okay? Not for now, why here? You have to choose. What's wrong with this one? It's a great example. This one. Says the Arach HaShulchan, though, another Pshat Nifla. He says, I don't like this whole idea. 
You're making the bracha, you make the bracha. Don't be bashful about it. Right? But the Aruch HaShulchan was followed the Ramah. So he says, Baruch Shem, he says, there's a different shot. Says the Aruch HaShulchan, in source number 10, there's another time we say Baruch Shem. Not just when we make a mistake in bracha. We say Baruch Shem after Shema. After the first passage of Kriya Shema. Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echad. What does it say? What's the next passage in the Torah? But we add Baruch Shem. We add Baruch Shem Kavod. Why? Because as a recognition, as a reaction to Kabbalah's Omachus Shemayim, we say Baruch Shem Kavod Machasol Diyalam Voed. Wearing tefillin, says the Aruch HaShulchan, is Kabbalah's Omachus Shemayim. Wearing tefillin every day, wrapping ourselves with the Dvar Hashem, which is even risky. That's why we don't wear it all day anymore. That's why the post can say women shouldn't wear it. Why? Because it's a risk factor involved. That's why men wear it as little as possible. Right? So says the Yerach HaShulchan. Right after we put on tefillin, which is like an act of Shema Yisrael. That's why we say Baruch Shem. Totally different shot than the Pshuto, what the post can say, very creative and very ingenious. Aruch there in source number 10. One final thought for the evening, and that is from the Hadrash V'ha'iyun. Rabbi Levine, Hadrash V'ha'iyun, we have two tefillins as we know. We have two tefillins. Let's start with a question. Let's start with a question. There is a Gemara in Chulon on Daftes. He quotes it all the way at the end of his piece. The Gemara in Chulon says, what's the definition of a Talmud Chacham? What does the Talmud Chacham have to know? So various Gemaras to put together, but there's one Gemara in Chulon on Daftes. The Gemara says that a Talmud Chacham has to know how to tie the Kesher of Tefillin. That's the Gemara. Chulon Testament Aleph. So there are many Talmud Chachamim out there that don't know that, and they know a lot of other things. But this is the Gemara. Why? Why is this a Tamar Chacham? Sarach Sheyeda Kesher Shel Tefillin. Question one. Question two. There's a Medrash. Medrash tells us when Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you can only see my back, you can't see my front. Brachas Davzayin, Midrashim. What does Chazal say? Kaddish Baruch Hu showed Moshe his back and not his front. Melamed shehera Kaddish Baruch Hu Moshe kesher shel tefillin. He showed him the kesher shel tefillin. Here it comes up again. Tam Chacham has got to know how to tie the kesher shel tefillin. When Moshe Rabbeinu was so Hashem kaviachol, he was able to see the kesher shel tefillin. What does that mean? Says the Hadrash v'ho'iyun. We have two tefillins. We have the shel rosh and we have the shel yad. We have the heart and we have the mind. As we say in the Hiratzon, before we put on tefillin, the Shalrosh is to be Meshabed, our Moach, our brain, and the Shalyad is to be Meshabed, our Lave, our heart. Yesh Lashar, line 20. These two tefillin symbolize the brain and the heart, but to put it differently, you don't have to connect it to this, but this is what he does. Ben Adam Lamakom, Ben Adam the heart symbolizing our connection to fellow Jews, fellow people, the mind, Ruchnius, Talmud Torah, our connection to Hashem, and there are two tefillins, and you can't have one without the other. Line 35. And not only can you not have one without the other, but... Ben Adam Machaveir sometimes might even come before Ben Adam Lamakom. What if you don't have matzah? You let us steal matzah to then eat matzah? We say no. What do you mean? I need, I have a chiyah Ben Adam Lamakom to, to eat matzah. So I'll do, a, I'll violate Ben Adam Machaveir. No. Better not to have matzah than to steal matzah. And if you stole it, you're not yotze. It's the mitzvah Baba Veira. Because Ben Adam Lamakom is needs. They're both needed. Ben Adam Lamakom, you can't trample one because of l'shem the other. But you put on the shell yad first. And you take off the shell rosh first. Because you can't just have the benadam makom without the benadam machavero. 
Sometimes you can have the Beinad HaMachavir without the Beinad HaMamakom. Obviously, it's empty if I don't put on the Shel Rosh. But they're connected and they're together. Says Alderak Drush, the Drash V'ha'yun, apropos to the name of his Sefer, Hashem showed Moshe the Kesher Shel Tefillin. The two Tefillins are kashur to each other. He showed him that you need both of these elements to be a full Jew. The Kesher shall fill in the top of the next page, source 12. Michovas ha'adamula hashlim atzmo. Bishnei sugi ha'chovos ha'rovsim alav. Velazos ha'tov ha'yashar. Gaim b'ni elokim v'gaim b'ni anashim. V'chalilolos lo'olazos pirud. Right, you also can connect this to that Gemara in Sota, that who goes back, me'orche ha'mochama. People who are sach, people who are mafsik between the two. People who think that each one can stand on their own. It says, no, the kesher shall tefillin. The fact that they're kosher to each other. And maybe that's what it means that a tamad chacham has to be a bucky in the kesher shall tefillin. Okay, maybe it means the pashas also. They have to know how to, how to, how to make the kesher. But you got to be a bucky in the kesher shall tefillin. In the balance, in the proper izun, in the proper how they work together. Says that's being a bucky in the kesher shall tefillin. So we all, whether we are men or women, have to be bakian in the kesher shall tefillin, in the kesher of the seichel and of the hargasha, of the moach and of the lave, and in that way we'll be zoch as we started with to a true yitzias mitzrayim every day of our life.